Welcome to Anything Goes, the best geek and pop culture show broadcast in Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney, and I'm back with a brand new episode. As you can tell from the title, it's Film on Film. And if you go back a few episodes or a, a bunch of episodes where I did my first one, where I was talking about seeing Joker on 70mm film, you know that this is a solo episode. I'm trying to be a little more consistent with this podcast to begin with. I know I, I try not to have a huge gap in between episodes, but sometimes it happens because that's how life works. But if you want to hear me more consistently, you can go to Please Rewind, the RF Forum Retro Show, which you can find in all your podcast providers, and that's where myself and... And usually a few guests will talk about a movie when it comes to anniversary. The consistent co-hosts are Guy Milks and Jamie Drooley. But sometimes they're kind of switching and out, uh, depending on what the episode is. But for this show, Anything Goes, you can obviously, you're listening to here and subscribe to the show and please rewind. But as I got talking about before, I'm talking about Inception and I'm going to be talking about how I saw it on 35mm film and the adventure that came about because of it. So let's shut up to that right now. Okay, now when we have to talk about my experience seeing this on the big screen, I'm not talking about the first time I saw it. I saw it, like many of the people, in its original run in 2010. However, this experience is coming from 2012. Now, in this podcast and on Please Rewind, I've talked about the retro picture show it's a company that runs out of the Cinema Arts Center here on Long Island, New York. Now, this is not the first time... This is not the first kind of company that's done that through the Cinema Arts Center. Before that, there was something called Summer Camp Cinema, where they would show... It was a very similar format, where it would show usually double bills of movies that were a similar vintage or thematically similar, and it would be on 35mm film for the most part. And I remember the first time I found out about this is because in 2012, uh, they were showing... Raiders of the Lost Ark and Jurassic Park uh, back-to-back on the big screen, which is a story I'll get into another day. But also that summer, they had a double bill of Inception and The Matrix back-to-back. And I saw Raiders and Jurassic Park with my friends, uh, Zach and Dakota. And so we were like, all right, you know what? Let's see Inception and The Matrix. That'd be pretty cool to see them back-to-back. And so we did. And I remember that it was... Dakota drove us, and I remember that Dakota was driving, Zach was in the passenger seat, and I was in the back seat, and I'm pretty sure this is a Friday, because I think Saturday, the following day, that Dakota was going to go fishing, because when I got into the back seat, I realized that he had his, he had his fishing rod and lures and like his tackle box and everything like that in the back seat with me, and so I'm like, okay, and I remember on the way to there, on the way to the, to Huntington to see the movie, we end up started singing songs and we sang like an acapella version. No, I don't want to say like an acapella. Well, 
just without back and drag, we end up singing the Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. And I think this is before they had seen Shaun of the Dead. I was doing it because I had seen Shaun of the Dead. And that's why I really enjoyed that song. They just enjoyed it because it was a good Queen song. It was kind of a, um, on my behalf and not seeing like, just recognizing it's a good Queen song. And so we end up cracking up at that as we pull into the theater. And then we sit down and watch it, and it's the big theater. It's the it's, the, it's the Cinema One there because it's, it's a multi. Uh, even though it's a small independent theater, it's a nonprofit. There's there's a few theaters that are in there. I think it was yeah, there's three, and the biggest one's in the center. And I'm pretty sure that the sound system for this movie theater is meant for a bigger theater because it's always loud. And it's an, it's incredibly bombastic, and I love it for it. So we sit down to watch Inception. Inception. Wow, my uh, my speech impediment came back there for a second. I apologize. And I remember that Zach was like, I don't know if he was just like he had been working very hard. I'm not sure if he was on the road or not, or he was working two jobs at this point because like he was going in and out of consciousness during the movie and everything. Like, and I thought we'd had to give him a kick throughout the movie because like, at points and Inception unfolds and just seeing. It is kind of a sight to behold here. I know this is a very hipster concept, this this entire run of podcasts here, but you got to go with me. You got to like seeing a movie projected at 24 frames per second on a big screen rather than zeros and ones being projected on the screen. It is a world of difference. There is a certain light to it, there's a certain texture to it. Could it be just nostalgia talking? Possibly, but there is a tactileness, and maybe it's because we're just conscious of it going into seeing these kind of movies specifically for these kind of exhibitions. I can't really explain it. I think it's it's just one of the things you have to experience for yourself. And seeing Inception on the big screen again, especially in that format, uh, my eyes were like saucers the entire time. And I'm just like the when like the the city's folding in on itself when Ariana's trusting out the powers of the architect for the very first time, and. It, it, like every time I watch the movie, I end up holding my breath like oh, nearly the last twenty minutes because of how it, it is so filled with tension that I like you almost forget to breathe. It's the old cliche, but it happens to me every time I watch this movie. And so, Inception ends, and we and Zach, um, Dakota, and I look over to Zach and like, hey, are you gonna make it for the Matrix? And he's like, no, man, I think we get, I think we're not gonna be able to do it. And I'm like, all right. So we end up bailing on the Matrix, which is something I kind of. I kind of regret it. And even like Zach feels a little bit bad in hindsight. He's like, he feels like they should have, we should have toughed it out and sat through both movies because these things don't start until 10 o'clock at night. So you're not getting out to at minimum two to two thirty, depending on the length of the movies and inception is long and matrix is barely over two hours. And so it would be a little after two thirty and everything. And, and so we end up deciding to bail on that. And I and that was I thought that was going to be my only time to see it on the big screen. And years afterwards, I, I felt really, really kind of like irksome about that. I'm like, oh come on, I wish I saw it on the big screen. And I I would kind of razz Zach every now and then for it. But last year, for the 20th anniversary, Fathom Events did a screen like screenings up for like two days in like AMC theaters and a few other like theater chains and I was like you know what I'm not missing it this time and thankfully they were showing the Dolby Atmos theater it was like the first it was like the I think it was the first time I saw the Dolby Atmos theater being offered at the local AMC near me and so I'm like yeah I'm gonna opt for it like yeah it's gonna be a few dollars more but just by the image and audio quality of those theaters I think it's worth it I mean for the most part, I go to the movies by myself, so it's like I'm not. I understand people saying like, 
shelling out a lot of money for yourself, your significant other, and possibly children is an expensive thing to do on a weekly basis. So I get where people complain, like, I don't want to go and see the theater because it's so much easier for me to just wait and buy it and watch it at home. It's something that Hitchcock used to say, that a movie has got to be worth a the ticket price, the babysitter, and a dinner. Like that's the kind of thing you have to. That's that's the kind of measuring stick you need to have when you're making a movie because you have to recover all those expenses. And I think that that idea has just become more and more true as time has gone on. And so we end up bailing on the Matrix and we're leaving. And we decide actually we're like you know what? like we're kind of hungry at this point. So let's go to the diner. But we get into the car here. And I sit down and I'm kind of like not really paying attention as I sit down in the back seat. I just feel a little stab in my left arm. And I'm like, ah, as I just feel like a little pain in my left arm. I look down and one of Dakota's hooks is now hooked into my left arm. And it's part of my skin is hanging off of it. Like, it's like, it's kind of like, it's not gone all the way through and everything. It's, it's punctured one side, but it's not gone on through. I'm not completely hooked through. And so Dakota very delicately pulls the hook out of my left arm and luckily we were able to clean it up and everything it would do it brand new so it's not like they were dirty or anything it's not like he had like dirty like um worm guts or like inside of fish's mouths that was hanging off of it that were brand new and everything so i ended up like rubbing some alcohol had some alcohol put that on there and bandaged it up i was fine it was not a problem like that but it was just like it was one of those things that, like, it immediately woke Zach up at that point. They were like, oh, okay, this is kind of a sobering moment for us that we had to really pay attention. And so much afterwards, we end up like, all right. And Dakota, like, Dakota and Zach kind of felt bad for me. And like, no, we're going to go to the diner now. We're going to pay for your food. I'm like, you don't have to. I think it was an accident. It should happen. It's like that. But needless to say, they ended up bringing me to the diner. And we ended up just talking about how much we enjoyed the movie. And the, the fact that we were so awake at this point because of the little hooking incident that we kind of like kick ourselves not staying for the Matrix. But as things had turned out, I'm kind of glad I saw it because you don't know. The one thing when you're seeing older prints of movies like that, it can be kind of a crapshoot if they're going to be in good quality or not. There are times where like they could look like absolute garbage. What was it? Uh, last year, my friend Mike and I, who was the guest on the previous episode, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode, we did the pay to get out marathon for Retro Picture Show. However, the person next to me was so obnoxious and just really, really irksome for me that I ended up bailing out like for like the last three movies. And there's a lot at the very end of this, the marathon, there's a mystery film that you don't know what it is until it gets there. And the movie started, it was Halloween. It was John Carpenter's Halloween on 35 millimeter film. And so I was very upset that I got, I missed that because of this person. However, the print was beaten to hell and apparently was incredibly pink and the entire time so you know what quality wise and like maybe I, I didn't miss too much of that not being there and so that's what could have happened with the matrix i don't know what the quality of the print was and seeing it in the the new 4k restoration of it for that's what they that's the master file they used for the dolby atmos uh, exhibition last year for the fathom events i was perfectly fine with that so i was like all right you know what like it was one of those things like even though it's like how somebody, my friend Joe, said, like, when it comes to certain events or anything that could be minor inconveniences at the time, ask yourself this. What are you going to remember 10 years from now? Are you going to remember that night you stayed in and didn't go out and didn't spend the money to do that kind of event? Or are you going to remember that concert, that trip, or that movie that you saw that you may never see get a chance to see again? 
And so that's the kind of things you have to judge those kind of moments on. Now you have to take those moment by moment. And so, yeah, that was me seeing Inception uh, on 35mm film. It was absolutely gorgeous. The sound system rocked the entire theater, especially the Hans Zimmer horns. It's like the, the bomb sound that we kind of made fun of for years to come was absolutely delightful in that gigantic sound system. And so, yeah. I hope everybody's enjoyed this little mini episode that, like, I'm going to try and put these out in between major episodes. And I do have another episode on the docket between my friend Dakota and I. We're going to be back. And you're going to have to wait until that. What we're going to be talking about there. I will say it is animated. That's the thing that we'll be covering. So if you enjoyed this episode and want to support the show, uh, subscribe to the podcast. You never miss an episode. Leave us a uh, written review on Apple Podcast or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and let us know, and we'll read it out on the show. So I want to say, and I am taking a little bit of sabbatical from social media at the moment, except for when I'm um, promoting things that I'm doing. However, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at TimothyRooney2, my Instagram at TRooney1012, and my YouTube channel, Through the Lens Productions, where my latest short film, Chased, is up. And so I hope everybody's enjoyed. Uh, go find me on those little social media links and hope you enjoyed this episode come back next time as we talk about geek and pop culture and we'll speak to you soon